Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget to leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez, and I'm super happy to be here. Alongside me is my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Well, to Michael's question, yeah, I've sobered up pretty much. Um, <laughs> it was quite a weekend, wasn't it? Quite a weekend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of a lot of soccer, a lot of football uh, everywhere. And I think that's what we like about this uh, when, when you get into the summer, right? That's when there's a lot more soccer on the horizon all the time. Typically this year, we would be in the middle of the World Cup already. But through the circumstances, uh, it'll be later on uh, this year. And we'll talk about that because uh, teams like Wales did something this weekend, right? So, uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of to- a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, of course, we need to address what happened on Saturday. Rising fell at home to Birmingham Legion by the score of 1-0. Uh, Owen, you were able to speak to Rick in today's press conference, so we're going to be able to see what Rick had to say about the good the, uh, and, and how they can improve on, on the performance from Saturday. Uh, we're also going to take a look around the USL, some surprising results, and uh, it's always good to, to keep an eye on the competition. And, of course, we got to talk about how the World Cup groups are shaping up, especially after this past weekend. So, We've Owen, also got a special announcement today, haven't we? Ooh, that is right. That is right. So, yeah, uh, if you guys stick around to, towards the middle of the show, we're going to let you know a special announcement that we have for you guys um, here at the PHNX Rising Show. All right, Owen, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, after the 1-0 loss to Birmingham on Saturday, Phoenix is now 1-0. And four during their last five games. Um, they had a great April, uh, not, you know, didn't finish uh, May exactly the strongest that, that they could. And now it's getting pretty dire. And so that's that's why the return of Edwin. Uh, man, I wish I, I hope he's doing out there and uh, good uh, doing good out there in Houston. Uh, we do miss Edwin around these parts. But uh, back to what I was saying. Owen, 21 points, fifth in the Western Conference now and negative five goal difference for rising are these the numbers that you thought Rising would have a third into uh, a third of the way into the season? These aren't the numbers that anybody expected Phoenix Rising to have a third of the way into the season, because this isn't how Phoenix Rising typically plays. That's the thing. It's caught us all off guard because we're kind of used to splitting hairs over little things around this time of the year. Maybe there's a little bit of a slow start, a couple of draws, mm-hmm. but... Not not normally too bad. I mean, look, to put this into perspective, Rising has lost more games this season over 13 games. They did over 32 games last regular season. So yeah. that tells you something about how they're looking compared to previous years. And it's not great, is it? And yeah. that's where the challenge is. And is how do you pick that up? Because this isn't how we've seen Phoenix Rising play in, in recent years. We haven't really seen them in this position, I think, at all since... Maybe not since the early days of Phoenix Rising. And if you want to get back into the bad days of Arizona United, of course, we saw much worse back then. But it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been too much success almost, fed on too much success. Yeah, and and I think just to to add some perspective, and again, this is my first year covering Rising. You've been here a very long time, Nolan. And and to me, I've always heard that Rising, you know, before uh, this year, it's like, you know, the, the best in the USL, the best in, in in their conference, at least. And going to these games and seeing how quiet the crowd could be at times is really startling to me as a as a fan when I'm there. And and it's it's you know, I, and I'm sure the fans themselves, they're they're questioning what's going on. 
And uh, Michael has a great comment here. Teams figured us out and packed the box. Now we have to figure out how to break that down. Yeah. And, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff that that can be worked on. I know we titled the, the episode Feeling the Pressure. And, and it's not necessarily that they're in a tight spot, like the bottom of the, the league or whatever. They're still in a good shape. They're in the Western Conference, which is a lot. A lot of teams are are are, are very good. But this is not the rising that fans and, and a lot of us are used to seeing. So it, it's a tough position to be in. It really is. And I mean, to Michael's point here about teams figure this out and pack the box now, people have known for years that's how you do it against Phoenix Rising. They just mm-hmm. haven't been able to do it well consistently. Um, and the other thing about that is that Rising seems to, in previous years, was was very good at trying to get those early goals. You get on the board early, and the other team can't just pack the box and force you to break that down because they've mm-hmm. got to find a goal now themselves. They have to open up, and then that helps Rising get into games and score a lot of goals because the other team are a lot more, you know, open uh, in general. Yeah, um, they got up the field, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and because we haven't quite seen that. You know, it it's it's just been a weird one, a very odd season in that way for for rising. And ultimately, I, I know we often point to confidence. I think there is a, com- a level of it being a confidence issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that unfortunately, these things become self fulfilling. Um, you know, the longer it goes on, the the harder it becomes because they are trying to do too much. They're trying to to change things up and find ways of getting through when instead of just doing the simple things, right? We see that all the time with Marcus Epps, as Bobby points out here. You know, it it feels at times like he's trying to do too much instead of just taking the simple options. So, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. How do you get out of this hole, really? Yeah, and it, and it looks like it's like a very long funk. Like, they they can't snap out of it as much as they can and as – and. and Again, there's been a lot of injuries right now. One of their key components of of, a, of their starting eleven, Kevon Lambert, he's out of the lineup for a couple of weeks just due, due to international duty, which I'm pretty sure a lot of us are happy for that. But it does put Rising back to kind of square one, where what work, what can we do without Lambert? Because we've seen it when Lambert is in that middle, they play a lot better. There's a, there's a more of a defensive structure. They're able to get out. The, the midfielders feel more comfortable pushing forward, and it just gives rising another dimension to be a little bit more dangerous with. So uh, definitely miss. So uh, before we dive into all the negatives of, of what happened on Saturday, uh, you were able to speak to to Rick today, Owen, and he had, you know, he kind of pointed out there were some positives about the performance on Saturday. So let's take a look at what Rick Shantz had to say. Well, we won every duel, all the duels. Uh, we won the possession battle. We had more shots, more shots on target. Uh, the only thing we lost was the only thing that matters really. So from a performance standpoint, um, the goal we gave up was uh, Aiden closed down out wide, let his guy cut inside on him. And at that point, the back four was a bit overzealous. And and we talked about it. We showed him on film. Um, You know, tactically, I thought the approach was good. Um, The plan was right. The players, for the most part, uh, did well. We're still making very basic technical mistakes in Um, But I think a lot of this comes down to for anybody that's, you know, watching our game is we're settling for very, very difficult chances. The one, you know, we had an overlapping run with a cutback that I think Kalistri got onto was a brilliant chance. And, you know, uh, uh, two or three feet to the left or the right, that's in the back of the net. Um, And for them, they hit a shot that 
you know, six inches to the right or left, it's saved or it's wide. So it's, it was just, it seems to, to be the way things are going right now. Um, again, it's the most important thing is for us all to realize um, we have to keep moving forward. When you're in difficult moments, the more difficult you make it, the more changes you make, the worse it gets. And you have to get back to what you do and, and, and keep it simple, you know, and uh, keep working on the basics. And so this week uh, we'll do a lot of shooting and a lot of finishing. It's it's a difficult one, isn't it, really? Because you always do wonder what is the right amount to tinker with things when they're not going well and mm-hmm. how how risky can it be sometimes to just you know really change things up and and see if you can do something different and in this case what rick's going with at least is he wants them to to get what they're doing correct rather than kind of tossing it out the tossing it out into the bin really but um yeah it's a tough position it's, to be in and and i understand mm-hmm. what he's saying and the fact that you have someone like Asante Moore that's already, you know, played a, a lot of games this season and has not been able to score. So do you maybe take him out of the lineup and maybe hurt his confidence a little bit more? Or do you continue to rely on him and, and hope that if he's able to get that first goal, it's just going to put him on those runs that he goes uh, on? So it's a difficult position to be in as a coach because you know how your your team works. You, you know how talented they are. But for some reason or another, they're not clicking. And uh, I see a lot of the comments here. Um, uh, one of them said that the talent gap has has uh, has lessened in the USL. More teams have better players. That's by Pat Moses. And I can definitely see that point as well. The, the league is just getting better as a whole. And I can definitely see that uh, that perspective uh, that some players are still on vacation. <laughs> it's just that, it's a lot of things, man. And well, that, uh, that goes back to last season, doesn't it? With the whole. Mm-hmm you know, comment as they got to the end of the year about, well, of course they haven't been in the best form. They've been on vacation for, yeah, I can't remember how many weeks it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't three months, Michael, to, to the point there. And it was it was a few weeks was the comment. And it, it just, that one definitely grated a few people, uh, rubbed them up the wrong way. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's just an odd one, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. And I don't yeah, think and- anybody, anybody was expecting really to be sitting here in, in June having these conversations um, about even having to, you know, really just make it up as we go along. And I mean, as Michael's suggesting here with throwing Ryan Flood on the wing. Um, I, I mean, I, I, it's... Let's see what's fixed. <laughs> um, Rick also did speak about what happened during that play uh where where legion was able to get on the board it was it was a really funky play if you really I, when i look back at it um yeah quinn got beat out of position first of all he's way up in the line uh, i'm not sure what he was doing up there and that's again that's due to Arturo rodriguez maybe being out of the lineup ha- having to push up a little bit higher than his usual self he gets beat there i believe by jonathan dean um he's able to get to the midfield and i saw joe farrell being Really close to, um, I forget his name here. I have it right here. Uh, Juana Gudelo. And Farrell is with him all the way up to the midfield line. And that opens up a huge gap in the middle where Dean is able to get that pass over to Enzo Martinez and then to um, to Kasim for the goal. So I can definitely see Rick's point where in that specific play, there was a lot of individual errors. Um, and I, he had he had a little bit more to say about that uh, today. Yeah, so just uh, on that one specifically, it was I asked him 
you know, there were a lot of individual errors. He's kind of saying it's not a problem necessarily with the tactics or anything like that under the hood. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that? How do you approach that as a coach? And yeah, here's what Rick had to say. Individual meetings, film, uh, work on specific things, position specific. So today's, for example, it was finishing, but uh, a lot of heading from the defenders, a lot of crossing from the fullbacks. Uh, the midfielders were taking first touch outside the box and shooting. The, the, the forwards and the wingers were doing a lot of stuff inside the box and near post runs. And again, it's what happens with all players is when things are not working, they try to change. And uh, where Greg Hurst used to make near post runs all the time, now he's trying to stop and check back or wingers are staying at the top of the 18. And um, they don't realize that you know, if they ch if one person makes a change, it changes it for five or six other guys. But but like what well, the mistakes I'm talking about are literally, where's your first touch? Does it move you back? Does it move you forward? Does it move you away from pressure? Does it move you into pressure? And these are these are the things that um, we have to train with more intensity. We have to push them harder uh, so they experience a game like environment all week. And I think that the team is is getting there. And and that's. You know, with the change of staff, I think we had a lot of staff change. We had, you know, more than half the team change. It's, it's a little bit of a different culture that I have to push them and I have to push them harder. You know, while that video was playing, we did have one comment in here from Scott when he's saying the tactics are great when executed with speed. And I think that's a really good point. One of the problems that Rising has, or, you know, again, we've spoken about this. I know we have, where it's one thing that Rising often does is that they or in the past, is that they've won the ball. They're not direct in the sense of, like, route one hoof ball type, you know, real old-school crap, but they're <laughs> direct in the sense that they don't take the unnecessary touches, that when the option opens up because they've just won the ball back, if there's a really good kind of quick attack that they can launch, they do. And that's, mm -hmm. again, how we've seen with... When, when Greg scored that one goal earlier in the season against New Mexico, um, yeah. it was very, very quick from winning the ball until it being in the back of the net. And I don't think we're seeing that as much lately. And it's, again, it just goes into, I think there's a level of it's either overthinking or it's just an utter lack of urgency. And I'm not sure which to go with. Yeah. And I think it kind of just goes back to the point a little bit where rising are used to being on top early uh, and that forces the other teams to try to go and even out the result, which means, you know, being a little bit more aggressive, a little bit uh, less cautious when attacking and leaving those gaps open. And, you know, to, to that point, when they're executed with speed and when that what that means is the pressing, the passing, the chemistry moving up the field. When that happens, we see those results. And because we've seen it against New Mexico and then that's just the one example that just uh, co comes out of, out of this example is that. Rising have the talent to do it, but it's not being executed properly. And so when that happens, that it, it just seems like they get frustrated. They don't continue with the game plan. They don't continue to trust each other, trust themselves, because we've all seen every single one of these players perform very well in past games. But for some reason, the season, it's not happening. And it's it, and as much as you tinker with it, it's it seems not to, to help anything. And so it, it's rough, man. Like, it's not it, it, it's. And again, adding some context to this, rising are not like bottom of the league, but it just kind of feels like it just because of how the losses come about, because we know this team can be way better than it is. And and, and that makes a little uh, make make some people angry, especially on, on social media where we we've definitely seen some people pop off. So it's it's just it's hard to see. 
Yeah, because at the end of the day, this is a team that we're used to seeing compete for the regular season title. Mm-hmm. And anything except that just feels like it's not good enough. And look, if this was a more kind of mediocre team, then maybe you'd gloss over some of these issues because they were still grinding out some results. Mm-hmm. And the games are still, for the most part, close. A couple of games accepted yeah. to that. But the problem is, is that, again, as Pat says, it is the same kind of issues week in, week out. And you'd hope to see progress. And it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it's seeing progress, whether you are or aren't. And in some ways, they may be progressing. And it just may not be quick enough, I think, for it to quite translate into results every week. But um, it's yeah. it just feels quite disappointing, I think, more than anything. Yeah, and I think also the lack of improvement from the start of the season towards, you know, now, it, it, I, I think we just kind of see an up and down. We we talked about the defensive problems way back in April, uh, the lack of uh, goals, um, and we thought they were all done with in April. But come May, especially after that loss against Sacramento we uh, in the U.S. Open Cup, I think we've seen this team just kind of lose a little bit of that confidence within themselves. And then plus the New Mexico debacle after that, it's just really hard to kind of pick themselves back up. So it's uh, as long as there's some stability, I think, you know, the, the, the players will uh, will respond on the field, hopefully. Uh, looking ahead, uh, Owen, uh, just here at the standings, Colorado Springs, they, they actually played this weekend, so they're at the top of the Western Conference. San Antonio, New Mexico, San Diego, um, ahead of Phoenix Rising. Now, Rising have beat New Mexico. They've beat San Antonio. So I, I wouldn't call Rising a bad team at all based on these results. So it's, it's not something that they can't bounce back from. And then the point that I'm trying to make is that looking forward towards next week, and we'll talk about this more on Thursday, El Paso is coming into town. And I think that's going to be a big measuring stick of how rising will be heading towards the rest of the season, because El Paso has been really up and down, started the, the, the season kind of, you know, not, not doing, a, not doing great on the field, but now they're heading into rising, uh, rising stadium and trying to get a result, a result there. So you, you were able to speak with uh, Siebert Haugley in regards to this uh, today and how he feels moving forward uh, ahead of the El Paso game. And let's see what he had to say. And then, you know, there's two teams who are historically up near the top of the Western conference mm-hmm. this year. You're both kind of in mid table. Mm-hmm. Does that add or take away pressure? I don't want to speak too much about the past cause I haven't been here really, but I know it's been like that. Yes. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't say I'm worried about the pressure, but we feel like we have to win this game. Um, but we're more worried about the performance than anything else. We know that if we can go out and put out uh, a better performance than we did against against Birmingham, it will probably look better at the end as well. Um, and that's everything we're worried about, yeah. I just feel like we are hitting that point where these games starting to almost become must-wins because let's mm-hmm. remember that the teams ahead of Rising, you listed them off. A lot of them have games in hand. Uh, so that kind of, you know, what is already a hill to climb to kind of catch up with some of those guys could quickly become a mountain. And the problem we've got is that all of those teams are good teams that Rising can get results against still, yes. But it will be hard in a playoff game on the road to go mm-hmm. there and get a result. Yeah, you you know no, it's person. hard in general to go on the road and get a result. It's even harder if you're going away on a pl- for a playoff game. So I, 
I don't know. It, it's and to Pat's point here, it is actually possible. Yes, that this weekend, Rising lose, they could be outside the playoff line, or yeah, you know, over a third of the way through the season. And yeah, that's, Sacramento has only that's played twelve games, so they yeah they got to you know let's say they win their next game and uh, it's twenty two. They get to twenty two and Rising, they're pretty much seventh or eighth at that point. We just got to look at this comment. I'm afraid. <laughs> Uh, Durden. <laughs> he's Norwegian. He's not Swedish. Um, yeah. Yeah, good comment. I, and yeah. I mean, to, to, to Michael's point, actually, and this is a more serious one in the comments here, half the home mm-hmm. games played. Look, yes. Yes. That's, it's what, eight of the 13 so far have been at home. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They've already lost to San Diego, Tampa, uh, you know, uh, Legion. So it's not good dropping that many points at home, no. Um, no. especially at this point in the season. So um, speaking of Howgley, you know, he he was able to get the start on Saturday. Uh, the midfield was composed of Howgley, Quinn a little bit higher up, and Joey Calistri. I felt like Howgley was one of the better players, if not the best player of the game for Rising on Saturday. And chat, let me know what you think as well. But uh, did you feel the same way about him, uh, Owen? I think he had a decent enough game for someone who he'll tell you. And I asked him today about this. He's yes, he's played in midfield, but he doesn't necessarily think of himself as a midfielder. He does Mm -hmm. think of himself as more of that center back. So I think that given he was, he was out of position kind of there. I I think that he, he put in a creditable performance. So overall, yeah, I'm happy enough with how he did. I think his passing was fine in the midfield. I'm not sure while he's big, I'm not sure that he's quite the physical presence that you need, but mm-hmm. but again, that's not a that's not a comment on him and how he did in that role specifically. That's how he it, plays. It's just it's just him and who how he is and who, how he plays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that his actual performance on the weekend was was perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, I think the one set that kind of uh, stood out to me was the accurate passing, which was uh, he had 47 out of 54 accurate passes, 87 percent basically. That's not a bad number, especially when it was distributing the balls. I saw a couple of times, you know, uh, getting the balls out wide to, to either winger. So and I think that's something that uh, generally uh, Aiden Quinn would do if he's if he's playing a little bit more back. So but with Arturo Rodriguez out, uh, I don't know if Koze uh, is ready to start a full 90 minutes yet. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised or at least I, I would like to see maybe a Quinn Howgley, you know, kind of double pivot there in the back and then letting say he has just kind of be a number 10, eight role a little bit higher up. Just just so that way there's a little bit more creativity up top and either either one of them could push up if they wanted to. Well, to Koze, to the point on Koze, just I'm not sure how many people know this uh, came out today that he had a lot of injuries last season. Um, He said that he kind of pushed himself to come back in the past earlier than than usual. he actually only got it back into full training about three weeks ago. Wow. And he's been out since the end of last season. Uh, so he only got back into full training three weeks ago and already has come out and made his, his debut for Rising. I think that you've got to ease him into that. I wouldn't try and push him too quickly. I know that, yes, Rising's medical staff signed off on it, as did Nashville's. Obviously, nobody wants him to get injured. No one's. You hope no one's going to push him more than they should. Yeah. Uh, but I think you still got to kind of take that cautiously, let's say, because we're already in a position where a guy like Arturo Rodriguez is out for six to eight weeks. And that's a 
big concern, obviously. Um, yeah. It's always hard when you lose a pretty important guy like Arturo. So, yeah, you just got to be careful with that. And uh, hopefully, yeah, he played, hopefully he played be 20 okay. minutes on Saturday. Uh, decent minutes. I had nothing to really complain about it. Uh, you know, I, maybe I would have liked him to, to kind of run a, a little bit more after the balls and, and, and see if he was able to get any any steals that way. But he was accurate with this passing 10 out of 10, 15 touches during those 20 minutes. So can't really complain. First performance literally got there the day before. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he yeah. was able to put some good minutes there. Could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. For sure, for sure. Um, as far as uh now that you kind of touched on injuries a little bit, um, James Musa came out a little bit early in that game. Uh any was, was there any concerns about him? Was it just a precaution with him coming out a little bit early? I think he was just uh done for the day, really. Um, mm-hmm. physically. I, I don't think there's anything, I haven't been told anything specifically that's wrong with him. Um, so yeah, no, no update on that one. Um, I think it was just on the day that Again, you know, he's a guy who's pushing back from injury. Shouldn't have really gone as as long as he did in Hartford and did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just gotta just gotta be careful. Listen to him when he says that he's, you know, hitting that kind of a point. And and hopefully, again, he he keeps pushing on through, and week on week can build on it. So, for sure, for sure. Uh, and if you guys haven't heard, Arturo Rodriguez is out six to eight weeks. Um, you know, most likely until maybe the last few games of the season, we'll see him maybe come back. So pretty, pretty big loss there for, for rising. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Owen, let's talk about the front line. Greg Hurst was shut out on Saturday. Uh, th- this continues to be the quick question. And after this question, we'll take a quick break, but Marcus Epps, Santi Moore, you know, just, I'll just read up these numbers for you. Uh, 12 appearances, two goals, one assist and 736 minutes played for Marcus Epps. Santi Moore, 10 appearances, zero goals, one assist, 648 minutes played. Not a lot of other wingers in the squad. Uh, I'm assuming uh, Chaston is still a little bit out, uh, out with an injury as well. So is it time to maybe look elsewhere and bring in another winger? Or is it what are the options for rising here if these guys uh, can't can't really provide much offensively? It's it's a tough one, isn't it? And to a degree, you'd hope that you could turn to the loan market, but I'm not sure that it's necessarily as open as it was in the past. Um, there are there are still opportunities to do it, as was seen by just how quickly uh, Rising managed to, you know, ultimately pull in Kose after he was a guy who they only really started looking for once uh, once Arturo went down. So as again, we're expecting him to be in more of a central midfield role. Yes, I know the press release came out and said that he was a winger. Yeah. <laughs> he's everything seems to be that no he will be playing in that central midfield role so that's what we're going to presume going forward i think that in terms of a uh a winger really you need them to step up because again i just feel like the options are perhaps a little bit more limited um you're not necessarily going to get a, t- a complete game changer mm-hmm. at this time um but We'll have to see. Sometimes these transfers do go through midway through the season. And sometimes you do get those guys. I mean, Darren Mattox didn't turn out as we all hoped last season, but he definitely was someone who could have, you know, could have been that guy. Um, He definitely had a track record of playing at higher levels than this. So you'd have hoped that he could be that guy. Um, And You just have to wait and see. I think that for now, you you are really stuck with the guys that you've currently got, and you've just got to mm-hmm. you know, find out how you get the best out of them. Because at the moment, 
that's not what we're seeing, is it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we do have Thomas here in the chat wanting to uh, to join the ranks. You know, I'm sure they would. Yeah, I'm sure to... Thomas can uh, start on the wing. I think solid, solid ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, man, I'm not maybe... sure how long he'd work on that one. Thomas, you, think you know how long you could go? Please <laughs> let us know. For sure, for sure. I do want to comment just on Marcus Hubs here before we we take a break. That there was the I thought the most dangerous play on Saturday's um, game was the the one where he ran down the flank. He kind of chested the ball forward and he was able to just kind of sprint down the sideline and, and play a great pass to Joey Calistri, who uh, Rick mentioned in the video. If it was maybe like a, a few more inches to the left, he, it was that was the goal of uh, for rising there. And I think that's that's what Marcus Epps needs to be a little bit more decisive wanting to go straight ahead, kind of make his mind and just go instead of, you know, kind of, you know, and and I'm sure if he was here, he would tell me that's not how he thinks. But the way that we see it in the play and in, in, in when he plays is that he's he's not as direct as he can, can be and he's not as decisive as he can be when he should be. And so it's seeing those plays. It's like we know Marcus Epps can do it. We know once, you know, he's he's put in that position to succeed, he's able to to come out you know, successfully. And it's just, you kind of just throw your hands up. It's like, we, we, if we get those a couple more times a game, rising becomes that much more dangerous and it's, and it's just tough to see. Yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, well, Thomas is good for 10 minutes at least. We'll, uh, we'll leave, we'll leave that conversation topic on that one. First 10 minutes or the last 10 minutes. Yeah. We'll we'll get him off the bench for the last 10. Hopefully when everyone else is tired, you know, there you go. That's a good time um yeah all right y'all well that's a good conversation on on saturday's game i definitely have a lot more to talk about we'll talk about it on thursday for sure uh but before we do that owen i do want to talk to you about og's brands if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that og's brands has to offer you guys can go and purchase your very own ogsbrands.com um at ogsbrands.com and that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com to find an og's near you uh owen i was uh I don't know if you can tell, but I have like a USA scarf here. I'm trying to do a whole setup here on my wall. And uh, a buddy of mine was sending me pictures of how he's doing his his kind of work area. And wouldn't you know, he went and bought some OGs. And I and I, the only reason I saw it was because he sent the picture and I saw it in his work area. So you can definitely, you know, know that the OGs brands effect is in, is in full force, especially uh, with uh, everybody that listens to us and watches us here at PHNX Rising. So shout out to everybody that's uh, been able to visit the website and purchase their very own OGs brands. What happened to the 12 points or OGs show, Ramon? And there's no 12 points, there's no OGs show. That's... Yeah, it was all. It was all. If they didn't get 12 points, you were doing it. Ah, that is true. Oh, shoot. Okay, now we got to figure out a date. But it has to be here. I can't be, I can't be in the studio because then I can't drive home. <laughs> okay okay we'll we'll find we'll work out we'll work out a way but that's a commitment right there yeah i just I, heard that. that's a commitment who was it a uh, pat pat moses was the one that was saying pat moses time. just remind Thanks us pat that. in the chat please that you know it was 12 points <laughs> or og's show so we've got to lock him in for the og's show now jesus but yeah if you guys are interested in trying it go to ogsbrands.com purchase your very own ogs that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com to get some ogs near you all right, Owen. A uh, lot of a lot of great results this past weekend in USL Championship play. It's never a dull week. <laughs> that's that's how I'll leave it uh, when it comes to the USL Championship. One of the the results that kind of stood out to me was Big Sai Indy getting a, a 
great result with uh, a helping hand of Solomon Asante over there in the Eastern Conference. So uh, they were able to get past uh, Charleston, I believe, um, and mm-hmm. they're looking better and better each week, man. What do you what are you thinking about that? It was always a matter of time, wasn't it? You know, um, it, it was <laughs> Mark Lowry's a better coach than than the way that they started. So mm-hmm. it was always a matter of time. But yeah, it was painful to watch for the very specific reason that, yes, who got two assists in that game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I. It's hard to watch because you know that he can still do a job at this level. And it's we all very that, hard, yeah. of course. To, yeah, it's very hard to watch a guy who ultimately is so well liked here. Mm-hmm. And, so well respected for what he did for this club and that he can't seem to, you know, he mm-hmm. couldn't make his, he couldn't come back. Instead, he's gone off to there and he's still having success. And yeah. And look, and I, I want, I want the best for him, but it doesn't make it easier to watch. <laughs> yeah. I think if rising were like top of the league, no problems without him, we wouldn't really be feeling this way. But the fact that they're playing the way that they are and Indy performing the way that they are, that makes you think a little bit. Um, Michael here, Another the fighting. Juan... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, this one. Yeah, <laughs> the fighting Juan Garras with the comeback win. I didn't get to watch this one, but I do see it here. Oh, uh, yeah, we got Oakland Roots. Well, it wasn't a comeback win per se, unless you're talking about the one in midweek. But uh, mm-hmm. the one on the weekend, of course, they did win two nil over Monterey Bay. So uh, Oakland picking up. They they did this last year. They they picked up last year. They started very poorly, and mm-hmm. then came out of nowhere, made the playoffs, and then knocked off El Paso in the first round. So hey, they're dangerous man. Yeah, they're a dangerous team. I I would never overlook Oakland Roots in terms of mm-hmm. picking things up because they seem to find results. Yep. Yep. Uh, New Mexico 2-1 over uh, Orange County. Orange County back-to-back losses. They lost to Oklahoma, uh, Oakland in the middle of the week. Uh, last week, yeah. Sacramento 1-0 over San Antonio. I I had no doubt in my mind that Sacramento could beat San Antonio, especially at home. So that the, the result doesn't really surprise me, but I think San Antonio, that's going to give them a lot to think about uh, losing to a team like Sacramento. And it's still a statement. It's a statement from Sacramento that they're still mm-hmm. here. They're still fighting. Yep. And that they're still a team who, despite a poor season last year, can can come out and cause some problems for people and will be a you know contender when it comes to the end of the year. And and that's what results like this kind of say. And yeah, very big win for them. Even if it's at home and you'd expect them to, to have a good shot at the points at home, it's a big win nonetheless to get that over San Antonio. Yep, exactly. Uh, on the Eastern Conference side, Memphis puts five on Atlanta United two. They uh, they beat Atlanta five to two. I'm Memphis, Tampa Bay, Louisville. Is that the top three in the Eastern Conference? Is that what it's looking like? I'm I'm shocked by Memphis, and maybe I shouldn't be, <laughs> but they really have showed up this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything, that just makes it more concerning that Rising has to go away there in a few weeks' time. Oh my god! Yeah. On that on that baseball stadium that looks atrocious, it, yeah, that one's a bad one. That surface is <laughs> Las bad. Vegas, Memphis, uh, either uh, or. <laughs> I suppose at least Memphis had the excuse of it is still a baseball stadium, whereas Vegas is just that they appear to not care about their playing surface at all. 
Uh, classic Vegas. Uh, looking ahead, El Paso uh, tr- uh, had a tie at home against Hartford Athletic. Um, you know, Hartford, you know, put puts up a fight. I think El Paso should have taken that uh, that W. Uh, they were, you know, without Diego Luna. I know there was a comment here earlier talking about that. He transferred to Real Salt Lake. He played. Uh, he was able to get some minutes this weekend, actually, with uh, Real, Real Monarchs, uh, their MLS Next Pro affiliate i know we're not supposed to say that but i got some minutes there um and then just as just me being curious i love uh pittsburgh stadium is that am i the only one that feels that way i was watching a it's little a bit of very that. scenic like stadium isn't it i like the backdrop yeah you got the the river it's, there yeah. but you know what actually if we'll get, we should, we missed that one out on there for el paso which is the 16 year old with the goal and what a goal it was yeah, didn't, didn't he like nutmeg a guy and then he just went across the entire length of the field just to score? That's what's yeah. going on. So so they're producing all these Diego, kids. Diego Luna's gone. They've got another kid in. <laughs> another one up. It's, oh. Uh... Hey, I'm telling you, I was telling my friend because he's from El Paso, one of my best friends. And I'm and and he doesn't really talk about soccer too much or football. And I told him, I'm like, El Paso's a hotbed, man. Like, there's a lot of talent com- coming from the, the 915. So let's keep an eye on uh on el paso on that side but yeah uh back to pittsburgh beautiful stadium wish i could go one day i was there for i was there for some training for an old job of mine it was a beautiful a very beautiful city but really humid because obviously because of the rivers but very nice place to visit uh to wrap up here uh owen tampa bay rowdies they beat louisville city uh one to zero how'd you feel about that result you know i haven't had the chance to fully digest that one and i would have watched it if it was on any other day but of course it was on a very specific day when i was slightly otherwise preoccupied mm-hmm. as uh, i'm sure everyone's aware one thing to note i have just looked at the stats for that one and louisville didn't get a single shot on target so uh not great well wasn't Tampa coming out of a delay as well? So Indeed, they came in late because they'd mm-hmm. had struggles getting back from their midweek game. And, it, it, you know, Louisville still have 60% of the possession and just can't find a shot on goal. In the end, it's one goal and it comes from the spot. Uh, didn't quite live up to the billing that we'd seen based on that Eastern Conference final last year, which was... To be perfectly frank, a classic of a match. Uh, definitely, definitely for sure. All right. Well, that's all the action for last week, week 13 of USL Championship. Uh, we'll preview uh, more action. There's actually games on Wednesday, which is actually pretty cool. I like that there's uh, some games on Wednesday, kind of break up the week a little bit. They'll make it as long. Uh, so there's going to be yeah. some uh, some games coming up on Wednesday as well. Um, and uh, we'll preview what's going to happen on uh, week 14 Thursday. Uh, when we uh, do our preview show against uh, El Paso. Uh, just for the Wednesday games, if you guys are interested, uh, Indy visits Miami. Baby Bulls visit Loudon And Memphis will visit Birmingham Legion. So pretty good games there, if you guys want to That Legion-Memphis one, I think, is the interesting one. Actually, the bit that's most interesting to me is that Memphis are a plus-165 underdog in that game. Got to take that, so... man. Yeah. I'm tempted. Speaking of plus 165 underdog, of course, we all know who that is with. 
DraftKings. So if Hell you guys yeah. haven't downloaded it, you guys need to download it. Uh, here, here's the thing. And Owen, you and I and, and the rest of the PHNX crew were hanging out yesterday. And uh, we're catching a little bit of hockey towards the end of our, our outing. And just seeing, you know, and, and I'm sure if you guys watch the other PHNX show, Sean, Shane, Leah, all these people getting hype over hockey, man, just made me want to get more involved. And the way I kind of want to get involved now is by doing a little betting with draft, especially now that it's kind of towards the end of the season, Stanley Cup season. So I want to make sure that I get in, uh, get up on the action with that. Also, the NBA finals are in full effect. Uh, the Warriors against Boston series goes back to Boston. Um, after they were able to get the first game in uh, in San Francisco. And so it's going to be an interesting one. So if you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. You can make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. And that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So if you're on YouTube, make sure to check out the show notes for those. There's a link for you. You guys can just click on it. It'll take you straight to draft to the DraftKings website. You guys can uh, sign up there. But yeah, uh, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to get on this action with the playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and the Stanley Cubs that's coming up soon, and of course the NBA Finals. And of course, USL Championship, because again, three games tomorrow night. Every single money line option is plus money. All three games. That's easy money, seriously, y'all. seriously. So not bad odds actually for picking <laughs> results. So uh, go out there and some busy, though, because uh, Wednesdays are for Obi Wan. So yeah, that is true. I'm just kidding. Well, we watch Obi Wan in the morning. You know, the, you know, I put it on when I'm here at work, and, <laughs> and I just watch the games at night. So, but yeah, Obi Wan's been good so far. I'm hoping. I'm I'm trying to see if the three the last three episodes are better. So we'll see. Don't bet on Wednesdays, please. You know what? I feel like we've got some more news, haven't we today? That is true. Do we need a, like a drum roll of some kind? I, I wish we had some sound effects. Do you have a soundboard or something? Or am I supposed to just do it on my I, oh, Is that good enough? <laughs> that is utterly bizarre. But we do have some news. And the news is... We've got scarves. we got scarves, yo. Do, 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 do. I'm, I'm making the sound since there's no soundboards yeah, here. But yeah. look at that. You guys can bring yeah, the, the your summer weight supporter scarves or PHNX Rising show here. And actually, Owen, you and myself, we uh, we actually got some of these already here. Yeah, so uh, got the scarves. They are available now on the PHNX Locker. So that's yeah. uh, phnxlocker.com. They're actually to Scott's point here about 110 degrees on Saturday. They're actually really quite like light, aren't they? They're really they're light. Surprisingly, surprisingly good. Should I should I be like yeah. real fancy like this? No, just like that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> No, these are super lightweight. Compared to the Mexico one I showed the other day, these ones are like are super light. So if you guys can definitely wear these out. Um, yeah, and they, they look amazing. Uh, shout out to, to the design team for that one. Look at that PHNX. Look at all those details. Then you got our logo right there. So if you guys want some, go ahead and support us. Go to phnxlocker.com. And you know what? I'll do this. If you guys, what, what, how many followers we got so far on Twitter? Oh, God. What are we up to? We're close uh, to 600. I, I don't know quite what it is, but... You're going to say 600. If we get to 650, I'll gift one out, one of these. I'll, I'll purchase one of these for for whoever uh, will do a little drawing. 650. I said I know I said 750. We're going to do another one for 750. But 650, you get us to 650 Twitter followers, I'll give away one of these ones right here. And you guys can take them to the Rising Games, and we'll, we'll say what's up to you. So, uh, But, yeah, appreciate everybody in the chat here. So excited. 
and love it for you guys. All right, Owen, uh, let's uh, wrap up here today's you show. Know, actually, actually, let's yeah. do this as a new challenge. If we get to 750, we'll mail one to Landon Donovan. Oh, my God. Okay, let's find it. <laughs> Along with the shirt, the the one uh, who made it the other day of the drinking fountain. No, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll do that. So 650, I'll give one out. 750, it's what Owen said, so for sure. All right, all right, y'all. So this past weekend, Owen, uh, like you were saying, you were undisposed on Sunday. I wonder why. So <laughs> what happened that day? Yeah, it, uh, it was a uh, big game, wasn't it, on Sunday? Take us through what happened. So if you guys weren't aware, Wales were fighting for their World Cup ticket against Ukraine. So the game was at 9 a.m. How early were you up? Were you nervous? Did you you get any sleep that night? Uh, I was tired, so I got some sleep. But normally, (laughs) normally no. No. Uh, Normally no. Because it's it's just a tough one, isn't it? It's too much. Oh, geez. Oh, I could have done with him to probably knock me out. Um, it, there's a lot of nerves when you go into a game like that. Because bearing in mind, Wales haven't qualified since 1958 before Jeez. now, apparently for this tournament. Um, we're going. So, yeah, one-off game against Ukraine where naturally everybody wants Ukraine to win, unless you're Welsh. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a tough one, but hey, I... Uh, I hear that we uh we managed to make get the win. Uh Wayne Hennessy put in a hell of a game in goal. Um and it took an own goal in the end for us to uh, knock him off. But hey. It was tense, win. Man. You could feel it. You could, you know, when I was watching the highlights, you could sense it in the crowd. So I'm assuming that's how it was at a uh, Yucca. We, we've messed up too many of them in the past. No one is like we could have been three nil up and people would still be like, Oh, we'll find a way to <laughs> we'll 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 mess this up somehow. No, definitely. No, I'm really happy for you guys. Uh, because of this win, Wales is going into Group B, and Group B just happens to have England, USA, and uh, Iran, if I'm correct. Uh, so your first game will be on November 21st against the U.S. of A. Owen, how are you feeling about that first game? Win, and I think we're in good shape. What do you, who do you think gets out of the group besides Wales? Uh, you know what? I'll take U.S. and Wales. Ooh. We'll send the English home. I think I think that's something that almost everyone in this chat in here, you know, watching along, can agree with that. We'll take that. Uh, that's we'll, what I was just thinking. Think today. We'll, we'll all take that. We'll all take that. Yeah. No. Awesome. Yeah. And that November twenty first game. I think it's like at twelve p.m. So perfect time if you're going to be here in Phoenix. So um, a great, great, uh, great time to watch these games. And, and I like it. I like the fact that this World Cup is kind of like in that Thanksgiving. Christmassy kind of time period, you know, because a lot of people are off and they're able to watch it. So, uh, as long as Burhalter is coach, first round exit for US. Oof. Gonna be tough. Well, we'll see if we see that with Tata as well with Mexico, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we had some other games today. We had the UAE against Australia uh, for a chance to face off against Peru on June 13th for the last spot. One of the last spots in uh, for Qatar, so Australia was able to beat UAE today. I believe it was two one. Um, I got to see a little bit of that game today, and so now they're going to be facing Peru. And here's the thing: I have a soft spot for Peru, so I wish I, I wish these guys can are able to get over Australia. But Australia looked pretty good today, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
Um, and then the other game is Costa Rica versus New Zealand uh, for the uh, for one of the last spots as well. And that's going to be on June 14th. So we're still not done with the with the qualifying for the World Cup, even though we're six, less than six months away from it. But how are you feeling about those games, Owen? Australia, Peru, and then Costa Rica, New Zealand. I mean, it's a lot nicer having games that are like one-offs to, to get into the... Um into the world cup that you're not taking part in um because yeah. they're really <laughs> exciting to watch mm-hmm. they're just not exciting when you actually care about the results so yep. i'm just at this point all of these games i can sit back and enjoy because hey we're going apparently Ooh. I still it still takes a while <laughs> to settle in doesn't it like just that's awesome man. again it's been it's been far far too long since wales has been in a world cup no man, congratulations to all the to all the Wales fans. Yeah. I, I I take it for granted half the time because Mexico is there basically every four years. But when it goes to European qualifying and how many you know play, games you got to play and who you have to play against, it's tough to make it into the World yeah. Cup. So, and to Michael's point here, unfortunately, Welsh beer is not easy to find in the US. Um, <laughs> we actually haven't ever found any at the moment. So. The closest we came was that place, and Michael will remember this from 2020, the cancelled cup final um, over in Tampa. There was a place that claimed to to sell it and then did not. So (laughs) that that left us all very disappointed. That was rough. Shame for shame. Uh, All right, Owen, that wraps it up for today's show. I do want to shout out to everybody. uh, Send the shout out to everybody in the chat. Thomas, Pat, Michael, uh, Phoenix Rising 112, Sly. Uh, who am I missing here? Scott. Uh, who else was? Uh, no Bonnie today. Usually you see Bonnie here, but I uh, appreciate all of you for showing up. I know it's a Tuesday night, probably out of work or something. So we always appreciate you tuning in live on the PHNX Rising Show on our YouTube channel. And if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel as well. Uh, head over to PHNX Locker, purchase your very own PHNX Rising scarf. Uh, helps support the channel, helps us, uh, uh, helps support the phnx sports family as well and if you haven't yet again 650 on twitter i'm gonna i'm gonna give out one of these scarves uh to uh oh there you go bonnie how you doing nice to see you there uh but yeah uh, awesome to have everybody uh here uh and again you can go to our twitter account to uh to follow us phnx underscore underscore rising double the underscores double the fun and uh we do oh, now yeah. have scarves so yeah they're fancy it's, fancy it's even scarves. more fun Apparently. There you go. <laughs> All right. We will be back on Thursday, y'all, to preview the game against El Paso Locomotive. That's going to be a fun one this weekend. Until then, be well, be safe, and we'll see you next time. Take care.